This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Everybody, um, I want to thank everyone for all the Hakar Satov dedications. The um, days are done. The days are done. Baruch Hashem, the days are done. So now we just we want to go to print. We have left nine months, nine not nine, nine month dedications. Nine dedications left in the Sefer. Um, so we'd like to get those nine dedications, and then we can go to print. We would really like to have this for sure by either Lagba Omer or Shavuos. So we have no nine more dedications left, and then we're ready to go to print in Mitzvah Hashem. And um, the next one, uh, Mitzvah Hashem, is going to be a lesson a day in Kirov of Aim. And the more I talk about it, and the more I talk to kids about it, people about it, people don't know the halachas, people don't know the rewards, people don't know, there's so much. Kirit of Aim, it's in Aseris Adibros, it's, 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 it's together with the, the first five, with Ben Adol Mamakom, and it's Ben Adol Machaber, it's both. Ben Adol Mamakom and Ben Adol because it's between person and person and Hashem. I have to write this book, it's very, very important. So, Mr. Hashem, we're going to have that, and they teach it in school, and we're able to know what, when you have to listen, sometimes you don't have to listen, right? So, um, that's the next project, written the same way. We'll let you know, Mitzvah Shem, when the book is written. But in the meanwhile, we need nine more dedications. So, I'll give you the number of call. Um, it's the Hakar Tov hotline. Nine left, that's it. After that, you're out of the book. You're out of the book. Um, 917-444-7444. Nine one seven four 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 seven five five five. There are nine dedications left. When all nine are done, which I hope after you hear this year, we'll get them done. Um, we're, we're going to write the print. Everything's written already. It's all the same as last time. Everything's written. The only difference will be the dedications. Again, nine one seven four 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 seven five five five. Hakar Satov. I want to thank everyone for all the dedications that we have. And um, I'm very excited about about a lesson a day in Kibbutz what's coming up. All right, it happens to be you know this year, so I'm not giving it over again. The Kibbutz Aim has a lot to do with Gilas Esther, because Esther had no parents, right? We learned that Esther had no parents, and therefore she her Kibbutz Aim was perfect because she never aggravated her parents, never answered her back, and she always had a machshava that she felt bad that she didn't do Kibbutz Aim. So she was the only one who could beat Haman because Haman came from Esau and Esau's protection was his kibbutz of Aim. But his kibbutz of Aim wasn't perfect because he married a Kanani and he brought away the Zara and the smoke and the exercise and it made him blind. Right? So he wasn't perfect. Esther was perfect. So she was the only one that could actually destroy him. And she did. And it all came from kibbutz of Aim. So hey, it's going to be in the book. Now, I don't advertise far, but you have to you have to buy this safer. It's not in English, so if you need it in English, it doesn't exist. It's called Sefer Pasume Nisa. Sefer Pasume Nisa. This safer has the most amazing Midrashim on, on Megillus Esther that I've ever seen in my life, and I've seen a lot. So um, if you're out there and you can understand a book that's only written in Hebrew, 
You need to buy this book now and start learning it now. Anyway, I'm going to learn with you some very fascinating things. And then I'm going to tell you something that I said in, um, that I said in seminary that I saw something brand new that I never spoke about. Um, in the Megillah, that's going to be, that we have to talk about a lot. Okay. So, first of all, in Paragravi here, and this is in my book in Hakar Satov, and it's in the Gemara. It's brought down the Gemara. It says the following. Amru Chachamim. Amru Chachamim. Where's the Gemara if you want to look it up? Mm. You bring it down from Esther Rabba, but I saw it in the Gemara. The Gemara says the following. Amru Chachamim. Abba Dvarim Taivim there are four things about Achashverosh that were good. Also, Shalashanam Blaikasa, Blaikisei. For three years, he didn't have a crown. He didn't have a he didn't have a, a kisei. The Himtan Abba Shanam Achimatzi Isha Ganesloi, Lahoy Oisa Dava Achinimlach. He did it. He he waited. Um, he waited for three years. He didn't have a, he didn't have a crown. He didn't have a throne. Wait till they made the throne. He dated for four years before he found the right one. Until he became king, he didn't he didn't do anything that a king would do. And here it is. me. This is why I wrote the whole book on Akrasatov. Was based on this because it bothered me that Achashverosh could have this mida and we don't and we weren't. He had he had this this book right. Anyone who did him a favor, Hayakaisva, he wrote it. Not he remembered it. Not he said thank you. Not he said I got a korsatov. He wrote it down. That's why I created the Safe of Zichronos, a book that you know that you write things down. So he, he didn't leave it up to well, you know, I'll, I'll remember this guy forever. Nah, things happen. You forget. You forget. He wrote it down in his book, the Safe of Zichronos, and that's why the Safe of Zichronos when he couldn't sleep. No, no, Shasamelech, Mordechai, he saw the story of Mordechai and how to reward him, and that was the beginning of the end of Haman. So the Gemara says that the fourth thing was that he wrote it, that he wrote it. All right, I'm going to get into a subject that might get me into a little trouble for a change. Um, and that is. That is how the Jews um, fell into this. How did we fall into this? How did we fall into this? So here's here's what here's what he says. Now you know a lot of people say, a lot of people think that Achshavos was stupid. Achshavos was not stupid. Machlokes, but he wasn't stupid. He was very very smart. And when he told Haman, when Haman told him, you know. Uh, you know, how are we going to get the Jews? Like, you know, whatever he said. Listen, Haman said two things. Number one, the Jews are very spread out. They don't get together. They're mafuzah mafuzah. They don't get along with each other. They don't talk to each other. They have different levels of class. And this one's a Sephardi. This one's Ashkenazi. They're all Sephardi. Whatever, Sephardi, Ashkenazi. See, the Litvish, this and that. So Haman's whole taina, if you look at it, when Akshir said, this is not a good deal. I have all the women in the world. I have a crazy harem. I have all the gold in the world. His riches, well, we're, we're going to see some, how rich he was, right? He had everything. Why am I messing with the Jews? 
Paro had everything, right? He had everything. He was the king of the world, Paro. He messed with the Jews. He lost everything. lost everything. Whoever started up with them lost everything. So Chazera said to Haman, why would I even think of messing with them? So Haman said, because this time in Mitzrayim, they were Ba'achtos. It says that every woman asked each other for things to borrow, whatever it is, and they knew where everyone was, and they didn't take the other one's things. So they, we were, we did, we, we served the right Zara, but we, we were definitely Ba'achtos. So we also didn't assimilate. We didn't talk their language. We spoke Hebrew. We didn't talk their language. We didn't have their names. Our name wasn't John, right? Or Stephen. It was Hebrew names. We had Hebrew names. We didn't change our names. We didn't change our clothing. I don't mean we didn't change our clothing. That would be a good reason to throw us out after 210 years not changing your clothing. But that's not what it means. I don't want you to get it wrong. We wore Jewish clothing. Astrimo. Agarto. Ayamaka, tzitzes. We didn't wear skinny pants or happy socks. No, we didn't. We didn't take their haircuts and we didn't wear their clothing. We didn't do that. It sort of was a little bit what's based on on Hasidus because what was Hasidus? Hasidus was um, based on, I don't know if you guys know this, right? Some Hasidic guys sitting. I don't know if they know the Baal Shem Tov, right? Is really based on what happened in Mitzrayim because Hasidim, right? He changed the lavush. You wear Shtrim or you wear Bekasha, Kapata, whatever, right? So, so he changed the lavush. One of the things in Mitzrayim that we didn't change was our lavush. He changed their language. He, they have Yiddish, so we didn't we didn't talk Romanian, Hungarian, whatever it was. We talked Yiddish. Right? And that was a Jewish language. We had Yiddish, and our clothing was different, and our names was Beryl, and Chaim, and Maishi, not Stevie, or David, or Michael. Right? So, that's what he did. The Baal Shento, those three things, is what saved us in Mitzrayim. And he understood that we were going into Golos. And the danger of Golos, the danger of Golos, is assimilation. So even though Kleistrel served the Vaidizara, they served the Vaidizara. <laughs> Hello? They didn't assimilate. In other words, maybe they believed in the Vaidizara and they bowed down, but they didn't assimilate. And what did that protect them from? What does it protect if you don't assimilate, if you don't dress like them, and your, your, your names are not like their names, and you don't talk their language? Not only, it's their music. I know, you know where I'm going, right? Their music is their language. So, Goyish music, right? They didn't, they, they weren't listening to Egyptian music, they were listening to Jewish music. <coughs> so, because those things cause you to assimilate. A Zara doesn't cause you to assimilate. It's an Avera. It's an Avera. But those things cause you to assimilate. And, and, Kleistro didn't assimilate. How do we know that? They didn't even, there was no, in their whole time that they were in Mitzrayim, you can imagine, there's women, there's guys, Right? Just today I dealt with a guy that is married to a guy, a Jewish guy that's married to a guy. It's lately, it's coming to my attention. Very often people are coming to me. You know, what do we do? My, this, this girl's going with this guy. Right? It says very clearly that in Mitzrayim there was no immorality 
whatsoever between any Jewish man and any Egyptian lady. Come on. Do they have that long? And there were other slaves besides the Jews. There were other nations that were enslaved. Guys didn't like the Goetia girls. Well, come on. Not one, nothing happened? And, and the Jewish women didn't like the Goetia guys, the handsome Egyptians? Right, nothing? And the answer is no. There was nothing. There was one thing that happened, and that was with Dasan's wife, because an Egyptian came at night and made believe he was Dasan, right? And got her pregnant, and that child that was born was the Makalo, the later one, the one who cursed Hashem, right? And that was done by Shoygeg. It was done by Shoygeg. And he killed the Mitzri. Well, What was the Mitzri? He killed, that was that Mitzri. It was the only time that there was any kind of immorality, and it was in the middle of the night, and she didn't know. So how could that be? You live in Mitzrayim for that long, with all these non-Jewish women, right? And you didn't have an affair with a non-Jewish woman. Nothing. Zero. When they counted the Jews, the, the, the Torah tells us there's an extra letter to tell you that their yichus was perfect. No Goyesha kids were born from Jewish um, parents. How could that be? How could that be? Come on. A master, slave. Nothing. Because they didn't assimilate. They were different. And they felt different. And the problem with the guy today who came to me was that he doesn't feel different. You're a bunch of bigots that you think a non-Jewish person is different than a Jewish person. Like, what do you mean? They're human beings. They're the same as we are. I'm like, that's like saying all cars are the same. My car takes different gas and different oil and different spark plugs. Not the same. Are they all cars? Yes. They're saying everyone's a human being. It's correct. But but we have an Ishama and we are not we are not better than the non-Jews. We are different. There's nothing wrong with being different. We are the soul of the world. We are supposed to be the neshama of the world. We are supposed to be, when, when the world looks at us and say, that is a representation of God. A Jew is supposed to be a representation of God. You can't steal and be a representation of God. You can't, you can't act nasty and you have to get up when you're in a bus for the, for the lady. If you're wearing a yarmulke, you have to get up anyway. And you have to hold the door and you have to say thank you and you have to be polite and you have to get off your phone when you're standing in front of a cashier in a store and stop talking when the person's looking at you and asking you questions and totally ignoring you. You, you. A Jew is supposed to be like, wow! That is a representation of God. They are the chosen. They are God's nation. That's who we're supposed to be. They Does that make us... Down. What? They weren't serving down the time. They, they had... Um, they, did a they were serving another... No, 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 no. They weren't serving... They, they served also, but not only a Vajzar. Malach said, hey, my dear Vajzar, hey, my dear we we their biggest their biggest avodah was sheep and we we didn't serve that we in fact they didn't like that that's why we were in Goshen so so they didn't assimilate they didn't assimilate they looked different they talked different their names were different they were different they didn't assimilate and today yeah that's the problem today we have English names on our licenses they're English names. In business, there are English names. We have English names. And we don't speak Hebrew. We speak English. So, right? 
and, and their styles are our styles, right? The way we dress, whether it's women or men, right? Their brand names become our brand names. So we're not that much different anymore. So that's why assimilation is at 70, 80% today in the Jewish world. That's crazy. But the Sultan is very smart. And I think you're going to hear something not normal that the Jews said. And how many Jews do you think, let me just get some numbers here. How many Jews do you think were at Achishverosh's party? How many? 20,000. 20, Anyone else? Any ideas? Any other ideas? That's a lot. Because it was in Shushan. It was just... It was just the Jews of Shushan, you know that, right? 20,000 Jews. Okay, we're going to see soon. We'll see how many Jews were at this party. So how did he get them? So, so how much said that? Number one, they don't get along. So when they don't get along, the Shekhinah is not sure by them. In Mitzrayim, they got along. So that way, that's why Parah went down, right? But here, here they're not getting along. There's Sinas Shekhinah, okay? And don't forget, this was after the, the first base of Midrash. The first base of Midrash wasn't, wasn't destroyed because the sin of Shechina was destroyed because of Avayzah, right? The three cardinal sins. So, so Haman's like, eh. They don't get along. They have all these different, you know, different jewels. They don't know what talks, you know, this one doesn't talk to that one. This one doesn't invite to that party, this party, that party, right? So he said, before the before it. And that's why, what did Esther say? Esther said, Leich Kenois is called Hayudim. She told, when she told Mordechai, we have to fight this, she said, Leich, go. Kenois is called Yehudim. Kenois means gather. You have to make them one. There is no way we're beating Haman and Achashverosh if we're Mephuzah or Mephuzah. We don't get along with each other. So Leich, Kenois, you got, if we're going to win this, you've got to become, you got to gather them all together. We have to be one. But let's see how this went down. Okay, so here it says the following. Was set up to cause a great what's Alila? Um, oh, a great a, a great kitrick against Klaistral, a great rumor, a bad rumor against Klaistral. An accusation, that's the word. Thank you, Hashem. I appreciate that. Okay, an accusation, a, a lila, a great accusation against Israel. This nation is very different. We have to destroy them from the world. Their God, their God, he's huge. We have to learn from Paro. He lost everything because he made us into slaves. So, Akshvira said to Haman, I don't want any part of this. Haman said to Akshvira, It is known. The God of these people he hates immorality, men and women, immorality. If so, I will give you advice on how to get their God angry at them. Let's make a party. 
and let's hire prostitutes. And let's invite them all to come to the party. And you're not, you can't force them to come. And Lamisha Ratsa Lava Yavai, whoever wants to should come. Because if you force them, they'll tell Hashem, what do you want from us? He would have killed us if we didn't go. That they shouldn't have an excuse to God's Midah Racham in Loimeh, to say that we were by force. When they're going to come to the party, they're going to eat, they're going to drink. And then Hashem's going to be angry. Once we do that, we can do whatever we want because they're God's angry at them. We can do whatever we want. This is an unbelievable medrash. Listen to this. This is all new stuff tonight. All new stuff. Hear this? Achishverosh hated us, the Jews, more than Haman. Samach, he became happy with Divrei Haman. The Kibbutz Atzasai, and he accepted his advice. He made it for the Jews and for the non-Jews. He was very careful to invite them that they should come on their own will. To be at his party. He called in, listen to this, he had a meeting, like my Pesach meeting. He called in all the ministers of the bakery. All the ministers of the butchery. The Sarai Hamashkim. And all the guys that were in, were in charge of the liquor, of the alcohol. Make sure that when you serve, you do the will of everyone. Whether it's the will of Mordechai, should be kosher. Or if the bad guys want their rock, whatever they want. Whatever people want, that's what you serve them. And they did whatever anyone wanted, whether they were Jewish or they were not Jewish. And they gave everyone to eat and drink according to their will. A person who wasn't Jewish, who ate toma, not kosher food, they gave him kosher, they gave him unkosher food. But people who are used to eating Impurity, and they didn't force them to drink wine that you're not allowed to drink wine. Goyish wine. And the Jews didn't drink non-Jewish wine. They drank kosher wine. With a hechsha. With a big hechsha. And when the Jews wanted the shamashim the waiters who served them the wine were specifically religious Jews. So you had no problem going to that party and eating there. The food was more kosher than what we eat today. Us. The food, it had to be Bishel Yisrael. had to be cooked by Yisrael. Not like drakes or wise or any of those things, right? That, that, that are not cooked by the whole thing by a Jew. We just turn on the fire. What? I'm saying any cooking, whatever. We, we, you know, you went to Kosher Delight. You go to any, you go to any restaurant. 
right? Except for the svarim. In the svarim, hold you have to. They have to. A Jew has to cook the whole thing. As long as you turn on the fire, it's enough. In my house, I turn on the fire. She cooks the eggs. I'm just saying. So here, they had special cooks, special waiters. It was the food was more than the drinking. So it sounds good. The king made a party in a separate section for the not a separate section for the Jews could eat kosher at the party. New no. guys, what's so bad about this? When Mordechai saw this, Hichlas Lemi said, "Bni, my children." The king is not forcing you. You have free will here. Don't go to this party. I'm begging you. Don't go to this party. He didn't invite you to this party for your good, because he likes you. Because he wants you to get in trouble in Shemayim, to be prosecuted. That the is going to go when you're in Golis, the base of Mishra was just destroyed. You're going to party at a, at a, at a, at a Mishnah? But what happened? the Satan, the Satan, he became the common They listen. And how many went to the party? You ready? He was very close. Shmona Esa Elif Hamesh Mayos, eighteen and a half thousand. It's very close to twenty. I lost price What? Oh, you lost the rules. Okay. Eighteen and a half thousand Jews. That's bigger than any wedding you ever went to. Eighteen and a half thousand Jews went to this party. And they ate. Vishasu, and they drank. Vinishtakaru, they became drunk. Vinishkalkalu, and they fell. Viznus, they fell to the prostitutes. And in the end, they ate trave, they drank trave. Now let me tell you how far you can fall once you cross that line. Right? You think, eh. So I'm assimilating, so I went to a non-Jewish Christmas party. So, eh, it's a business party. Eh, my cell phone. Eh, you for bit, right? You, you, you break that line of not assimilating in all the aspects of your life. Right? You dress differently. You dress like them. Listen to what happens. This is unbelievable. Kishiro HaKashverosh has been in Israel. Yeshim when Achashverosh saw Klai Yisrael sitting by the party, Amalahem, he was showing off. Sounds a little bit the way like, uh, what's his name talks in his uh, election. Yeah, I don't want to get into trouble, but he sounds a little bit like him. So this is what he says, this is what he said to the Jews. Listen to this. It's how far you could fall. It says Achashverosh to us beautiful Jewish people. Can your God, I heard you when the Mashiach comes, they knew how to learn these guys. I heard that when Mashiach comes, God's going to make you a big party, right? Can your God make a suda like the one I'm throwing? Can your God make a suda like the one I'm throwing? 
Listen, they actually answered him. They said, Achishverosh, on this party that, that Mashiach, that Hashem's gonna give us when Mashiach comes, it says in Yeshaya, Ayim Rosa, that there was never such party ever seen like this. And we're waiting for it. Nobody ever saw, and I never saw, the party like the party that Hashem's going to making. You ready to how far you can fall, boys, when you step out? So the Jew said to Achashverosh, and if God is really going to make such a party, the Sushil of Yosan, when the in the future, Anu Arumlo, we're going to tell God, when we go to this party, we're going to tell God, Shikvar we already ate at such a party. You think you're throwing a great party right at God? Because Mashiach's here, because Sushil of Yosan, we were already at such a party. Cheshverosh's party. You hear? You hear what Klai went to? Listen, God, you think you have such a good party? Been there, done that. Big deal. We're at Akashverosh's party. It starts, it always starts looking kosher. Now, Wallstein, you're out of your mind, you're this silly little flip phone. You're antiquated, you're this, you're that. How many, Hashem is my witness, how many kids are off the derech? How many Jews are sleeping with the enemy? How many kids have gone off the derech? How many divorces between husbands and wives? Because of a smartphone, because of Facebook. How many? How many? The same people that said to me, Wallstein, I use it for business. What could happen already? Thousands! Tens of thousands, I can tell you. Tens of thousands off the derech, sleeping with the enemy, gambling online, atheists because of stuff that they saw online, pornography that kids saw that rewired them Physically, that they're doing all kinds of avarice they would have never done. But it starts off with, come to the party, it's kosher wine, whatever you want. We don't want to have to hurt you, that you should see something you shouldn't see. How, how can you be sure? How can you have a smartphone and have children, right? How can you be sure? I have a kid right now, she's 14 years old. She's doing such crazy avarice. It's not normal. What happened? Nobody touched her. Nobody abused her in that way. But someone showed her filthy movies on there. A friend of hers who also had a smartphone showed her filthy movies. How could you sit in class when you see such a thing and be a student? Your head's only thinking about what you saw because a 14-year-old, nobody, nobody's old enough to filter and to digest and to work through something like that but a 14 year old for sure not so that's all she's thinking about so she's experimenting which is really not good outside of, of what she wish she should be doing and she's not learning and she's totally off and she's totally out and, and everyone thought that she was abused and who knows what happened in the end when we broke down the whole story she wasn't abused somebody showed her some pictures on her on her another a friend of her age 
on a smartphone. You can't you can't do that on this. No pornography, no internet, no pictures. So protected. Who can take that chance? Well, I have to have it. You have to have it. You have to have it. Yeah. You know, your kids off the derech, and you spent two and a half million dollars trying to send them to rehabs and all the and all the and all the drug rehabs and all the other places that, God forbid, nothing else should happen, and they're atheists, and you lost them, and so knew you had to have it. You had to have it, and it's in the Megillah. I spoke to a lot about it to my seminary girls. I spoke in a, I spoke in a school. They asked me to come talk about technology. Right? Parents were forced to come to listen to me speak about anti-technology. So I walked into the room and the, the person in the front says, can everyone please turn off their phones? And everyone has iPhones. So I got up there and I said, whoever has a smartphone, it's really a waste of time to sit here. Why? I said, it was a high school. I said, how can you tell your high school kid not to have something that you have? You're, gonna get, you, you, you're coming here because you're gonna, you don't want your kid, you're not allowed to have it. So how do you tell that to a child? In other words, I, Baruch Hashem, can tell my daughter, listen, you know, she was a, she, every girl in her class had a smartphone. She was a normal girl, she wanted a smartphone. I said, I said Hindi, when I get one, you get one. Fair. But if I had a smartphone, what do I tell her? When I get one, you go one? You have one, Dad. So why can't I have one? So all the parents, all the smart people, we answer, well, when you're my age, and you're an adult, then you could get a smartphone. What, to watch adult movies? Because you're an adult? What does that mean? Then you can get a smartphone one second. Dad, you're an adult. So, and you're from. And you go to Daphne, I mean, you learn. So you know how bad this thing is. And you know the Lashon Hara on a chat group, right? Family chat, this fat chat, all they're talking about is Lashon Hara about other people. It's just done in a group setting, right? You can talk about the, the school that all the kids, you know, that all the people in the chat don't like. You can all talk about it in a group setting. So when you say it, 50 people are getting Lashon Hara. Beautiful. You're killing 50 people. It's, it's amazing, right? So, so here you are. So you're telling your kid, listen, <laughs> I'm an adult. When you're an adult, you can get one. And the kid's thinking, one second. You're firmer than me. You're smarter than me. You're more mature than me. And you don't see what's wrong with it? Because you have one? If you thought there was something wrong with it, you would never do something wrong, Daddy, right? So in my head, I'm thinking, you would never buy something that wasn't good. So I'm a She'enu Deo Lishal, you know? You're the Chacham. I'm a She'enu Deo Lishal in the Haggadah. So if you don't have a problem with it, and you're smart, and you don't see a problem with it, I'm an idiot, I'm a teenage idiot, surely for me it should be okay. It's the opposite. No, it's like a knife. You know, a, a knife in a child's hand is, is uh, you know, is dangerous, but a knife in an adult's hand is not dangerous. The problem is that it's not a knife, it's a grenade. I wouldn't trust a grenade, a, 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 an adult with a grenade in his hand. It's not good for the adult either. Is it? I know guys. They're like you know. Um, they they have drinks and they're when you go to a kiddush, they're telling their kid you you cannot take a drink. Meanwhile, the guy's downing down. He's drinking. He's drinking. I'm like, what are you doing? You you're drinking. How could you tell your kid not to drink? And he's like, why do you think the American law is 21? Because when you're 21, you drink. 
You know, normally I'm like, sure, all the alcoholics in AA, they're all right, they're all over 21. What are you talking about? So, like, you tell your kid that drinking is bad because you know drinking is not a good thing. So, if you're drink, if you're doing that and you're smart and you're mature and you're you're my father and you're my mother and you're smart people, so that why would you be drinking? But I'm an idiot. I'm a kid. I want to have fun. So, if you could drink, I surely can drink. There's no responsibly. So responsibly. They're all drunk on Shabbos. They're all drinking kiddush clubs. They're more drinking. They're more drinking. What's responsibly mean? Responsibly means l'chaim and a little like when I was growing up, a little sliver of it. Okay, l'chaim. That's responsible. What, what are you doing? Was shikurim? We, we became shikurim when I grew up. There was no such thing. We well, we know we know we know this scotch and that scotch and 20, 21 years old and and fourteen years old and blue and green and gold and what? We're Jews. What are you doing? We're assimilating. We're not Hashem. We're just party. What are you doing? Scotch? Jews have to know about Scotch? Jews have to know about Gemara and Chomish and Rashi and Yiddishkeit and what's kosher? What's that? Scotch? You need to know about Scotch? This is, this is what Mordechai said. It's kosher. It has an OU in the back of, the sco- of that Scotch. It's kosher. What could be wrong if it's kosher? That's the trap. That's the Yetzirah's trap. And, and therefore I said, you know, I'm really wasting my time. I'm, they hired me to speak here, but I'm really wasting my time because you can't tell your kids not to have an iPhone if you don't have an iPhone. I can get up and speak in front of all of you. Could you imagine if I got up and spoke in high school about, about the smartphone and then I'm like, hold on one second, I'm getting a phone call and I pull out a smartphone? Everyone get up and walk out. Right? Everyone get up. If I, imagine give you a sheer on the, on the, on the, the, the terrible dangers of a smartphone. And then my phone, my phone rings, right? Tuesday night, my phone rings. And I take out a big, fat Samsung, fat little tablet or whatever, or smartphone. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? Oh, it's my face group guys, man. They're, they're facing me or whatever you call it. I don't know what you call it, right? So you'd be like, Rebbe, you're a hypocrite. I'm out of here. Well, guess what? Every parent, every time you pull out that phone, it's exactly what your kid's thinking. What are you giving me speeches, man? You got that iPhone, you're always looking at it. I'm sure you're looking at things you're not supposed to. It's exactly what they think when a parent tells them, you're not allowed to have it, you're no smartphone for you, and then they take out their smartphone and they're looking at it. So how do you know this in the Megillah? Megillah? No, you dick. How do you know this in the Megillah? So here's the Megillah. Big lesson. Big lesson. This is what I spoke about this week. Practice what you preach. Or do not preach. I do not preach to anyone about things that I do not practice. If I had an iPhone, I wouldn't talk about that. I don't usually talk about television, even though I don't have a television. But I grew up with a television, so I'm very desensitized to it. And today, being that a television isn't interactive, if you ask me if you should have a TV in the house, or you should have a computer in the house, I would tell you, please get a TV, because you can't talk back to it. It can't talk to you. It can't give you the address of the woman that's on the thing, you know, but on, a, on, a, on the internet, that's where everybody falls. So I would put a TV in everybody's house and take a, you know, it's talk a trafe, disgusting. All the sitcoms are, 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 are about gays and stuff like that. It's disgusting. You're not allowed to have it. Don't get me wrong. But, you can't connect to the person that's on the screen. It's just a screen. But on the internet, oh yeah, yeah, you can connect to so many bad things and go so many bad places. And it's live and it's interactive. Television isn't interactive. It's a hard took it up. 
Big notch. Big notch. Halavai. Nobody had internet. But anyway, how do we know this? We know this from Esther Amalka. Unbelievable. I don't know if we're going to have time tonight. Unbelievable who she was. We're going to learn about it. Who she was, who she became. Maybe. But I want to tell you what, how I know this. So this is what happens. So, Mordechai says, in Hachareish we spoke about this many times, if you're going to, if you're going to waver, if you're going to waver, you're going to lose everything. You, your parents' house, which, because, it's talking about Shol HaMelech, she came from Shol, from, from, and, and Shol caused this whole thing, because he would have killed Amalek, there would have been a homon. So we have to fix that. So she was supposed to fix that, right? That was the base of Vich. Listen carefully, boys. Gather them all together. We need Achdos. But some will all lie and fast for me. Don't eat and don't drink for three days. Can you imagine how weak she was when she went to the king? She couldn't even go forward for him to put the gold scepter on her head. The Malach Michal, we're going to learn it here, stretched the scepter out. She couldn't walk anymore. She was fasting. No food, no water, three days. Whew. Three Yom Kippur's in a row. Okay? Nothing, no. Nothing. Three real full days. No eating, no drinking. Don't eat and don't drink. Here it is, guys. Ready? Gamani! Me also. And my maidservants. Utsum came. I can't ask you to fast. If I don't, I can't ask you to fast if I don't. So even though she was the Malka and she was going into the king and she knew she's going to fast for three days, she's going to look like not really good. And she didn't wear makeup, we know that. She's not going to look good. She's not going to have the Kayach. She said, I cannot ask you to do something I don't do. And not only me, but even my maidservants. If all the Jews are fasting and I'm asking you to do this for me, then I have to do it myself. This should be the end of the year. We should go, get up and walk out. And that's it. We're done. End of the year. What else can I tell you tonight that's more important than that? There's nothing else I can tell you tonight that's more important than that. Bringing up children. You want to bring up children? You ask them to do something. You ask them to not to miss minion. You ask them not to talk. You ask them not to drink alcohol. You ask them not to smoke. Right? You ask him not to have a, have a smartphone? Then you better be doing the same. Or else, you're wasting your time. Esther Hamach said, and she had all the excuses not to fast, the queen's not supposed to fast, Malchus, every excuse. Tell them, tell them, Gamani, Benarosai, Otsum, Cain. The word Cain is an extra word. What's Cain? Tell them, right, that me and not really say Otsum. Cain means like you. I we're doing what I'm asking for you to do, I am doing like you. And knowing that, that I practice what I preach, I will go to the king. And boys, it's very scary. It's very scary. Because the Zayar says, 
that when it says Hamelach and doesn't say the name Achishveirish, it talks about Hashem. And I will go to the king. Ashaloikadas. And not in the natural way, because the king has to usually invite you. And I'll tell you something amazing. And if I'm lost, I'm lost. One of the biggest... And I'm talking to myself right now. One of the biggest judgments on Judgment Day, after 120 years and you stand in front of Hashem, is, as she says, with this I will go to the king, did you practice what you preached? Because if you didn't, your preaching is hypocritical. And if you don't practice what you preach, then you're Sheker. And if you're Sheker, your judgment in Shemayim is not going to be good. With this, I will go to the king. With this saying that I will not let you fast unless I do the same. And everybody around me does the same. I will not tell you to do something that I will not do myself. And I think that's the secret. I think that's the secret of, of being a good Rebbe. What does it mean to set an example? It means that if it's something that you preach, you got to practice it. If you're not practicing it, don't preach it. Somebody said he didn't like when I said that. So what? You have to be trying to practice it. In other words, can a Rebbe say, talk about Lashon Hara, right? And, and talk about Chavetz Chaim and learn with the Chavetz Chaim. And once in a while he talks Lashon Hara, of course. When he's preaching, he wants, he means it. But if I watch TV at home, every time I come from Shia, I watch TV or I'm watching movies and I'm giving you a share about movies. Or if I have in my pocket another phone that I don't show you, right? Then I'm not practicing what I preach. And, and I have no Shiloh since that in that we're souls and what comes out of my heart goes into your heart that you would kn- you would know if I'm lying. Not here. Because you wouldn't walk out Rebbe's a liar. But inside your Neshama would be like what he just told us we're not changing because it's dirty water. If I gave you a share the best share you ever heard on your life in your life about not looking at girls not looking at pictures you shouldn't look but I do I don't but I if I did you'd walk out and say wow I'm never looking at another ah," but it wouldn't last because your neshama that got this medicine this speech from me knows that I'm lying and therefore the poison that's in me because I'm not I don't have that Shemir Zainayim and I'm I'm telling you to have Shemir Zainayim is going into your heart and your heart knows he's a liar so your heart can't accept the Musa I just gave you if I'm a liar now if I said I'm trying to be more careful fine so I'm not you know the person's not lying but you have to practice what you preach I think that's one of the biggest problems and when it comes to technology people come to me and say you have to deal with my kid she wants you know what do we do she wants a smartphone all her friends have a smartphone. And I was like, hold on a minute, I have a call. And she goes, huge Samsung mice. I'm like, hello? Should we get her the baby of, you know, when your thing gives birth? Should we get her a like, little baby smartphone? Like, look at the size of that thing, right? You can't ask your kids to, not to do what you know. And as much as I talk about it, it doesn't help. Again, I'm a big shot because I have secretaries. 
So, you know, I don't, they take care of my emails, they get them and they put them on my desk. So yeah, 100%, I, I cannot say sitting in front of you honestly, with all the knowledge that I have, I would definitely get every filter that you could get, that's for sure. But with all the knowledge that I have, if I was un, uh, in business by myself, and I didn't have secretaries, and I had to get the emails, I probably would have a smartphone. I have to be anistic, because how would I work around it? But I'd have every filter that you could imagine. Every filter, I don't trust myself. Ain't up a trouble smart riots. You can't trust yourself. You can't trust yourself with a dead woman, Shulchan Aruch says. You can't be a shamer for a dead woman. <laughs> Ain't up a trouble smart riots, man. You can't walk out and say, I can do this. I can have a phone and not have it. So that's what the Jews did at party. They said, we can go to the party. Jewish waiter! They grow a lot of pies and a beard. Serving wine with a bunch of hechsherim. With kosher food. In the end, they said to Hashem, if you make a party by Mashiach, been there, done that. Never had a party like this. Holy moly. It started off innocently. It started off innocently. And you know what? It usually does. The Yitzhah knows we're good guys. He goes into our goodness and he uses it against us. He knows we're good guys. He doesn't come over and say, truth is big or very. He'd be like, are you crazy? It's very small. Very small. A little hole. You know my nail my nail story? Most of you know my nail story with the picture? Best story in the world. Not the best story, but right up there. So, this guy has his house. One day, there's a knock on the door. He opens the door. The guy says, hi, it's your house? He says, yeah, how can I help you? I love this house. Could I buy it from you? He goes, it's not for sale. I'll give you a million dollars. Million dollars. This house was worth four. This is a million dollars. Hold on. Goes to his wife. There's a mishugan at the door. He wants to give me a million dollars for the house. She goes, "Are you crazy? Our kids live over here. I got my I got my job. no. I'm not because he's crazy. First of all, he was gonna bet. No, forget it. Goes back. He says, "Ah." He says, "Nope." He says, "I have a I have a banker's check for a million dollars." He goes, no, it's not about that. We don't want to move. We, we, you know, we're not selling. We're not looking to move. Okay. Next day. Tim again. What? He goes, you know what? I love this house so much. You don't want to sell me the house? How about selling me a room? Just a room. I want to buy my own room. How much are you going to pay? $250,000 for a room. Oh my God. Goes back to his wife. To the sugar in his back. He has a bank check for $250,000. He wants a room. She goes, a room? I don't want this guy in my house. I'm not selling him a room. Which room? They, uh, no, no room. Fine. He goes, okay. Next day he shows up, knocks on the door. says, listen, you don't want to give me the house, you don't want to give me a room. Listen. All I want is in your living room to put a nail in the wall and that nail belongs to me. How much are you willing to pay for that? $100,000. He goes right to his wife. To Meshuggah, he has a bank check, $100,000. For one nail, come on. He goes, okay, no problem. So, he gives him the bank check, they write a contract, give him the bank check, he takes the nail with a hammer, three, there's gonna be a gold nail, silver nail, regular nail, he bangs it in, he goes, thank you very much, thank you very much, contract's written beautiful. Three o'clock in the morning, they're both sleeping, 
bell rings. Guy comes down and says, what? He goes, um, I have a picture I want to hang up on my nail. It's my nail. I have a right to entrance way. You know, I forgot the, the law. You have a right. There's a, a zoning word. I forgot the word for it. But you have a right to go to the place, right? Okay, hang up your picture. Hangs it up. 5.30. Hi. Hi what, what can I do? Um, I decided to change it for a tapestry. Puts up a tapestry. This goes on every night, every two and a half hours. He wakes them up. Tapestries, pictures, different painting, this painting, pictures of people, pictures of that. Their mom is going out of their mind. He doesn't stop. Finally, they have a right to contract. The guy goes, then he, he walks in, he goes, okay, I just want to put this piece of stop, stop, stop. Give me a million dollars. You made us so crazy. Take the house. We don't want the house anymore. Take the house. He goes, I am enjoying my nail. I don't want the house. I'm not interested. I wouldn't give you five dollars for the house. He says, oh my gosh, I can't believe what we did here. This guy's crazy. Anyway, he made them crazy for six months. He would come in the middle of the day. He should be home. He'd come. He had a right to come. She had no privacy. They had no life. They had no social life, no physical life, no spiritual life. They were done. He made them so nuts. Finally, the husband goes over to the guy and says, listen to me very carefully. He says, we, we, we can't deal with this anymore. We're moving. We're moving. The house is yours. The house is yours. We don't, we don't want, but promise me you're not going to follow us where we go. He says, I'm not interested in following you. I'm not interested in following you. Because you know this house is worth $450,000. Would you get, would you give us something for it? He goes, I gave you $100,000. I'm not, I, I only want your nail. I don't really like the house anymore. I actually don't like your house. I just like the nail. So they leave. They pack up. Truck, movie truck comes. They move to Florida, wherever it is. They move out. He gets on his phone. Chaim, what's up? We just got another house. Yeah, how much did it cost you? He said it's worth four fifty. We bought it for a hundred. Unbelievable! You're the man. It was a scam. They kept doing this. Went from house to house to house. Ended up paying a hundred thousand dollars for the nail. Made them so crazy. They got million dollar houses, five hundred thousand dollar houses, two million dollar houses. The rip and people couldn't take it anymore. That's the story. Brilliant guy, no? So brilliant guy. He's a Ghana, but he's a brilliant guy. It's a marshal. It's the Satan. The Satan comes to you and says, Stupid, bring a Vera! I want your whole house. I want you to go off to Derek. I want you to be an atheist. I want you to eat Chazer. Sleep with Goyim. I want you to do every Avera in the world. You're like, are you nuts? I, I just turned around. I just, I, I go to Minion now all the time. And I go to Robert Walsh Sheer Tuesday nights. And I started learning the Dafyaymi. Get out of here. Okay? Sutton comes back. Hey. Huh. You know, you, you, you're learning, you're working. You, you're such a good guy. A couple of movies, you need, to, you need to rest. You need to relax. You need to unwind. Right? What happens when the watch unwinds? It stops ticking. So you need to unwind. I want you to stop ticking. Right? I need you to unwind. And you're like, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I stopped watching movies a long time ago. I don't, you know, the room in my soul is not for sale. I don't, there's no room, there's no room in my soul for movies. I stopped that, I got by it, I don't go to movies anymore. Okay. Okay. 
Hello? Now what? An iPhone. What could happen? You need it for work. You need it for business. You need it for emails. You need it for the weather. You need it for the luach, so you can know what time for seeking is. Right? You need it for a sitter in case you're in an airport and you don't have a sitter. You can. You need it for the dafyaymi. You need it for all these things. Here. You give him the hole. You give him the nail. You let him in. Little things. People who watch things they're not supposed to. Okay, watch the movie. He said, just, just let me in. Let me into your house. And once he's in your soul, that little nail, ah, now he comes back. Yeah, you have internet. You have internet already. You might as well do this. You might as well do that. And he keeps changing the picture, the picture, the picture until he makes you so crazy and you're doing so many crazy different areas and you make me so crazy, you're finally like, you know what? I'm done with Judaism. People are judging me. The way I look, the way I talk, boom. Start off with a little nothing. In the end, you have nothing. In the end, you're saying, Hashem, you think you know how to throw a party? Ha! You know what a party is, man! You're going to have 21-year-old scotch at the Suda Shul of your son? What are you going to have? It's a fish! You're going to have baby back ribs and grieving and pacha and kishka? You're going to give some smoked salmon? Where are the bagels? You think your party's going to be a party? Shem, you don't even know what a party is. I went to a Shem I went to a, a Vart last Shabbos. They had seven different chillings, 30 different herrings. God, you think you're not to throw a party with one big herring? Ah, what do you know? Private breweries. You go to Shalom Zochus today. You don't even recognize the names on all the beers. Like, what is that? Well, I only I only buy private breweries. Like, you know, it has to be private. You know, Miller, Bud, Nah, Garbage, Rebbe. I have to go. You have Miller Light. Miller Light. That's like 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 asking a guy who is going to a, a kiddush and 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 asking the guy for like. A, Shivas Regal, you know, Scotch, like, ew, like, ah, uh, like, where you been? Get out of the cave, man. Cave, cave's a good wine. I don't want to bat out the cave, right? You know, you know, get out of your prehistoric cave, Crown Regal. Like, what is that? Shivas Regal, what is that, right? So, what kind of party? Shem, you're not to throw a party? This is a party. Shabbos? Shabbos? You think Shabbos is a party? No, Shabbos is the only party if you get drunk. You know how to throw a party, Hashem? Look what happened. I read you the Medrash. That's sick. They turned to Akashverosh and said, when God makes the party, and anyone, I know I'm going to get emails, I'll show it to you. When God makes the party, the party of Mashiach. I have to read it to you again. I have to read it again. I have to read it again. I have to read it again. Party of Mashiach! Mashiach's here. There's no more Satan. He's dead. The party of Mashiach, they're going to tell Hashem, too late. We had a party of Achishverosh which made yours look sick, man. He had a better caterer. How far they fell. How far they fell from, from going to a party that was kosher wine and, and, and kosher food and Jewish waiters and they probably benched Mizuman. For sure they benched Mizuman. And for sure they had Gmatai rice. For sure. That's how it started. They got the nail. They got the nail in. I gotta read it to you again. Here we go. Ready? 
And if, it's ready an if, if Hashem makes us such a party, we'll tell him, we already had this kind, we're going to tell him that we, we already ate this on, on, on the tables of Achishverosh. Wow! That must have hurt, man. That must have hurt God. I mean, if you can hurt God, wow. He's like, Mashiach, I have this fish. I killed it by my Voracious. I salted it. It's going to be on a level of Ramitzin Yaakov and wine, the wine also, whatever. And they're sitting there by Achishverosh, the lowest piece of garbage, low life in the world. And they're saying to Hashem, yeah, we hear you're going to have a party, but hey, man, been there. We went to Achishverosh's party. That's how far you can fall when you have to look like them and talk like them and be like them. Actually, fell for, we probably fell further than them. All right, let's wrap it up. My heart hurts from this. Ah, but, but, Mr. Shim will have time, not tonight. We have five minutes left. In the end, the, the tshuva, the tshuva was amazing. The tshuva Kleistral did was not normal. Mordechai had tzaddik. Mordechai did not go to the party. He fasted for seven days. He didn't eat bread. He didn't drink. Didn't drink water. I guess this was day fast. I think. And the Sanhedrin they fasted with him. The great chilul shemayim that we made. And they dive into Hashem to God. Please don't destroy Yisrael. On the seventh day of the party that was Shabbos, and it was also Pesach. Also And the Tfilas went up to Akash Baruch and he brings down later on, we're not going to tell him that they actually kept Shabbos. Six days they party, but they kept Shabbos, and that is what saved them. That's what saved them, that they kept Shabbos. What? At the party, they were scared. He made the party in his garden. They were scared that they would, that they would rip, um, that they would rip out flowers and plants, so they didn't go Shabbos. Okay, let me just tell you. Yeah. Gezeira Kayuzu, this Gezeira that Hashem signed, this Gezerah was written when they were Nana from the Achashveros. The Achashveros made this party. We learned about this already. Mordechai warned them. We learned about this, right? Okay, now. Achmai says that 18,500 Jews went to this party. Miyad Omar HaSatan. Satan, the guy who's with the little, with the, with the, with the nails, right? Admitted, you know, it says, how come, how come a Jewish person feels guilty right after he sins? You feel guilty right away, and then you're like, okay, forget it, doesn't bother me. And the answer is that every time the, the Satan who thinks, seems to be your friend whispers in your ear to do an Avera, 
when you do it, he's the first one that runs up to Hashem and reports the error that you did. When he runs up to Hashem, he's not in you anymore. So you only have Yetzatayv. When you're left alone with Yetzatayv, you feel guilty. And then it comes flying right back. And then you're like, eh, wasn't so bad what I did. That's why you feel guilty right away. And that's why it goes away, the guilt. The Satan got up. Right? He got us to do this. We banish Lailam. Why do you? Why are you so close to this nation who who separated their hearts and their belief from you? And they left you. They left you in the dust, God. And they get you angry in Israel. And they get you angry in Chutzlaretz. It's your will. Wipe them out from the world. They're not going to do tshuva. You hear the Satan said? Oh, this is so sad. This is so sad. When I was learning this, I was mamish crying. <clears throat> so here, you have to have it, if you have a little bit of an imagination. Right, so we, we did this question, we're saying like, your party's nothing. And now the Satan is saying like, we should be destroyed. And Hashem is like, but if I destroy them, Torah matahe alea. What's going to happen to the Torah? The Jews that take, you know, they keep, they keep the Torah. What's going to happen to the Torah? Oh, well, the of the Satan said, bring it back up here to the, to the, to the, to the angels. Hashem got angry. And he said, I'm going to destroy Israel. For this nation, I did so many miracles. Against all the people who try to do damage to them. I take revenge for them every day. And look what they did to me. God said to the Satan, Bring me a Megillah, and I will write in the Megillah, Kalya means total annihilation. The Satan ran and brought a Megillah. It sounds like Echa. It sounds like the Medrash Echa. The Torah came out. In, 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 in the clothing of a widow, but nothing called the began to cry. They began to cry. If, 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 the, if the Jews don't keep the Torah anymore, why do you need it? You don't need a world anymore. And if you don't have Brismila in the world anymore, why do we need such a world? And he goes into a whole thing. Okay, I just want to go very fast. It's very long. You have to buy the Safer. You have to buy the Safer. But I want to read you something about Esther. Who wrote it? Huh? Who wrote it? Who wrote it? It's Svi Hirsch Weiss. He didn't write it. He wrote. He wrote Midrashim, Targumim, Taisvis. He put together everything. He didn't. He didn't, he didn't write anything. He just put it. To, he put it all together. Listen to this. What? Compiled, yeah, it's it's amazing, it's amazing. I don't know sure who Eitzah Hamnuta is. Maybe he did write some part of it. I don't know who wrote the Eitzah Hamnuta in here. Maybe he did write part of it. Okay, I just want you to hear the end of this. This is just. I want you to understand who Esther Amalka was and 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 how. You know, she was at a, at a, and, and I'm giving you a share on this. I don't know if I'm going to be here next week, Tuesday night. We'll see. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a share to, to the girls. 
um, in, 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 in my school because you see within four psukim a girl go from going from I can't do this right telling Mordechai I can't do this he didn't invite me I'm not doing this to a girl who said Kleistro what what made her change how did she change but I want you to understand what she did listen carefully so she says Uvechein if you fast and you do everything you're supposed to, I'm going to go to him and not in the normal way because he didn't invite me. Now listen carefully. The Medjish translates this very differently. What does it mean, Shalei Kedas? Kedas what? Shalei Kedas sounds like not, not Kedas is, um, no, no, not that. It's not spelled that way. It's spelled Dalit Tav, Kados. It's not Kedas. Kados. Like Kedas. Not according to halacha. I'm going to go to him not according to halacha. So you need to understand something. She was married to Mordechai. Now, if a person is married and they get raped, right, they don't have to get divorced unless it's a coin. Mordechai wasn't a coin, right? So if they're ma'anes, they're forced by someone, so then they can, they're still mutter to their husband. But if they willingly commit adultery, then they're also to the boil and also to the baal, the also to the one who did it and they're also to the husband. Now she, for the first time ever, went to him on her own will. And if she goes to him on her own will and he sleeps with her, she can never go back to Mordechai. Which is the ultimate sacrifice for a woman. So she said, Uvechain, and therefore, Avoy el hamelech ashalaikadas. I'm going to go to the king against halacha. I'm going to give up my my life in this world and in the next world. Why doesn't she just give him a get? Who? So then, give who a get? He should give give it her a get, and then she'll go it. What? And then she. Uh, I don't know why he didn't give her a get. That's a good question. That's a very good question. He gives her a get, and then she goes willingly. No, 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 she can't come back to him. No. She can marry again. No, she can't come back to him though. Why not? Because Allah is, if let's say a woman, let's say a woman is married. And she, let's say you marry a woman, right? You give her a get, and then she sleeps, she gets married to another man. Halakhically. She can't go back to the first one. But here she can go back to him? She can't. Okay, let's, let's, let's explain it. If a woman's married, and somebody forces her, he rapes her. Right? Oh, she's in the street and someone rapes her, she can go back to her husband. Unless, unless she's an Aisha's crying, that's why Aisha's crying has to watch his wife. Now, let's say a regular marriage, a, mar- a man marries a woman. Now, he divorces her. Right? He can remarry her. He can remarry her. But if she gets married to someone else, she can never go back to him. No, of course not. Not allowed. It's called a Dover novel. It's a disgusting thing. If it was another man, she can't go back. So here. Yeah, yeah. Even if the guy dies. Once a divorced woman gets married to someone else, she can never go back to her mom, to her master, to her... So so if she goes... Now, let's say she doesn't get married. Let's say a woman is married to her husband. I haven't have had this case. A woman is married to her husband. She gets divorced, she gets divorced, right? And she goes off to the Arach. And she goes, sleeps with the guy. She sleeps, she sleeps with the guy. Well, she sleeps with a Jew. It doesn't make a difference. Willingly. Now she wants to go back to her husband. She can't. 
If you, once you, once you divorce from a husband, if you're ever physically with another man, you cannot go back to that husband. So divorcing her would not have helped. It's simple. It's not, it's not hard to understand. So, she was willing to give up. Mordechai. And not only Mordechai, she was a tzedekist, she was willing to sleep with the king, willingly, to save Kleisra. So listen to what the major says. Until now, well, until now, the king forced her. The king forces her; he can go back to her, right? But now she's going willingly. He didn't call. He didn't call her. Till now, he did it by force. Just like I lost my parents, they both died, we know that, I will lose you. A woman who is forced by a non-Jew, she can go back to a bala, but if she does a sign, she's also to a bala. She said, now I'm going to be also to you. And if he kills me, he kills me. She said, and you know what? Maybe the better of the two evils is that he kills me. At least then I'll be in Elam Hava. I died, I died for Christ, bro. Right? But that's what she was willing, that's what she was, that's what she was willing to do. So he, she had a problem, and the problem was that Esther told Mordechai that she wants them to fast. The problem was that the day she was going to the king was Pesach. And they had a mitzvah of eating matzah. And he said to her, um, you can't, I can't do that. I can't paskin to break Pesach for this. So she said, Zakin Shabi Yisrael, elder of Klayashol, she's talking to him. After Rosh Sanhedrin, you're the head of Sanhedrin, right? And you're saying that you don't want to fast because it's Pesach. If the Jews are going to be wiped out, who's going to have Pesach? Who's going to make Pesach? Right? What good are the Mats going to do if the Jews aren't around? The Mishra ain't no Lama Torah. The Jews are not around. What good is the Torah? It may Yisrael ba'elam ma'amay disyafin. If there's no Jews in the world, what are you going to do with the holidays? Mutal l'batal mitzvah achas. It's worth breaking one mitzvah Pesach. Ulai rachlo yigwen hashemayim. Maybe Hashem will have pity on us. Ella ella amad begoizes atanis. Get up and make the tainus. We know that He made the tainus. And Baruch Hashem, Chai Yisrael. The was on the first day of Pesach. It was three days. They didn't eat. Three days. It was on Pesach. I know this. Yeah, it was on the 15th day. The fast was on the 15th day. Okay. There's a lot of miracles that happened when she, um, when she, because he didn't, he wanted her to die. He didn't know who she was, but he wanted her to die. But the Malach, and uh, who was it? I think it was Michal, yeah. 
Anyway, Baruch Hashem, through her Klayach, um, it says that, that, and we'll end with this, just, this is just fascinating in the words. When she went there, so it says that she, what did she put on? She put on, we spoke about this, remember last time we spoke about this? Um, Batilbash, Bahibayama Shlishi, Batilbash Esther Malchus. But it doesn't say big day Malchus. That she put on Malchus. Says the Medjish, what was that? Ruach HaKodesh. She had Ruach HaKodesh. The problem was that when she got in to the, to where he was sitting, there were a lot of Getchkis, there were a lot of Avaydazaras. And the Ruach, HaKodesh, the Ruach HaKodesh left her. And that's why on Purim, you're supposed to say Perek Chavbeiz, Ayelat Hashach, I believe it's Chavbeiz, um, where she says, Keli, Keli, Lama Zaftani. She had Ruach, she had this special Ruach, she's coming to the king to save us, and all of a sudden when she walked into the room, because of the Avaydah Zorah, it left. And she panicked. She said, Keli, Keli, Lama Zaftani, you left me here without you? Mach Rosh, Michal, Yisrael, Be'i says. And the miracles happened, of course, Klai Yisrael was saved. So, the lesson from tonight is that, first of all, everyone can be an Esther Amalka. Everyone has that Kayach. Everyone can save a world. Everyone can save a person. But the most important thing was that she told, and the, the word Cain, Cain, is that tell everyone that I'm fasting with you. I'm asking you to fast, but I would never ask you to fast. Me and my girls are fasting too. If you want to bring up children and you want them to go in the right way, you have to set an example. You have to set an example. Whatever you are telling them not to do, you cannot do. And if you do that, I tell people, when I stopped going to movies, I didn't tell my friends not to go to movies. I didn't give them one word of Musr. We went out every month to Shabbos, many, 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 many years ago. I stopped. I, do, I said, that's it, I'm not doing it anymore. But I never gave my friends Musr. I never told them, you shouldn't go, it's bad for me, what you see. And what I, who am I to give them Musr? The guy who stopped smoking for one day, and he's telling everyone, you stink from smoke. Look at your fingers. Don't smoke near me. Shut up. You just, you know, you're smoking three packs a day. Now all of a sudden you're, you're tzaddik. Right? So I didn't want to give them musa. I didn't give them musa. But what happened? A year and a half, I didn't go. They tried to get me to go. They tried every trick. I didn't go. A year and a half later, the two friends that used to go with me, the two couples, stopped. Today, they learn more than I do. I never said a word to them about movies. But you set an example. And they watch you and they see you can do it. And if he can do it, why can't I do it? You have to set an example. It's very, very important. May we all come to the Su'uda of the Liyasan with Mashiach and be able to say there never was, there never will be, there never is such a Su'uda that HaKadosh Baruch Hu prepared for us and Chatz V'Shalom never to allow the Satan to put that nail in our souls. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com